It's like living with a six-year-old. I still go on play dates. I just call them play dates so I can go out with Eric and Paul and Adam. <laughs> you sound like his mom. He likes sports too. You guys would be such good friends. I'll do all the technical aspects. Adam will be the face. Paul will be the muscle. And then Eric will be oh, the sales guy. We're screwed from the muscle. <laughs> I handed, the muscle and the troubadour. I handed a jar to my son to open the other day, so we're in bad <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Forefathers Podcast. I'm Paul. I'm Fife. I'm Adam. And I'm Eric. And this is a podcast about faith, fatherhood, friendship, and other F-words like for the win. In today's episode, we will talk about we're beginning we're going to talk about um, the difference between a peacemaker and a peacekeeper, and this is the beginning of a series that we're having on conflict because you know we all have it. Um, so, but before we break out into the conversation, we just want to remind you that you can always be part of our community and jump into our Discord server where there's always some lively conversation going on, sometimes with our grandparents um, or a random meme posted by Adam. And if this is your first time listening to Forefathers, take a moment to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any of the recent episodes by heading over to forefatherspodcast.com. All right. So peacemaker, peacekeeper, these are interesting conversations. This all comes out of the conversation of that Jesus had in the Sermon on the Mount that said, blessed are the peacekeeper, peacemakers. Please capers? Apparently they're all superheroes. I <laughs> <laughs> like Mario there for a moment. Yeah. Mario. Yeah, right. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Um, and, and I feel like it's an imp- there's an important differentiation here. So I wanted to talk about what the, what, you know, what do you guys think is the difference between a peacemaker and a peacekeeper? I mean, I have an opinion, and we have some rough definitions that we've been bandying about, but when you guys think of a peacemaker or a peacekeeper, tell me which one you're talking about, and then tell me what, your, what you think are. You can either give me a definition, or you can give me like the highlights of what you think they are. It's interesting. I mean, we get batted around. I mean, I think... I'm curious to see what your definition is and see how much it differs from where I'm at. I mean, obviously, you know, if I give you where I'm sitting, I think, you know, we kind of bat that back and forth, but, um, you know, as a peace, as a peacemaker or peacekeeper, I am probably depending on how the conversations shaped or what the, the, the moment is, I can be one or the other. I, I, I feel like, I mean, they're very much, they can be synonymous at the same time, but at the same time, they can be very, you know, differentiating between, you know, what the, what one does, what versus one, you know, maintains or keeps. I mean, just the, if I think peacekeeper, I'm thinking, okay, someone who's just willing to keep, you know, or it's sometimes thought of as as a peacekeeper, someone who's willing to always keep status quo. Like they don't want the boat to be rocked. They don't mm-hmm. want, you know, things to be, you know, out of sorts. They're very well organized. They like, you know, organization. They like order. Um, you know, they they are willing to to a fault sometimes to keep that um, very much at a high level. You know, and sometimes I feel like I can be a peacekeeper in that sense for certain things. So, you know, the the old saying goes, you know, 
um, you know, hold true to your guns type thing um, can apply to that, you know, and sometimes, you know, you could be, you know, there. Even if they're overrunning them. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Exactly. <laughs> but it, it, sometimes a peacemaker can be one of those things that, you know, I prefer to be because it's, it allows, it kind of gives me that sense of um, accomplishment or, you know, a trailblazer a little bit, you know, you're very much like, you know, hey, I, I want to incorporate, I want to bring in, I want to involve involve as many people in the process and in, 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 in involving them, I want to, you know, bring peace and encouragement and all of those, you know, kind of fruits of the spirit type things into that environment. But then I want to go, you know, into that next call direction. You know, I, I don't want to be kind of hanging around, you know, to maintain, you know, what the peacekeeper could probably do. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so when you look at a peacekeeper, you think of somebody as maintenance. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I mean, in essence, I, in the generalization of the term, yeah, I think so. Yeah, not. I, I liked your term, not rocking the boat. Actually, it's funny when I hear the word peacekeeper, I think of like UN army yeah. forces, like in like Serbia, right? Like because that's what I remember growing up was like for decades. It feels like there were UN peacekeepers in Serbia. You know, mm -hmm. making sure that there was no genocide, you know. Right. And they were basically just a military force that made sure nobody did anything stupid. But they were only but part of that, the solution, right? But like that that terminology, you know, we use in the military a lot. I mean, and I understand it well, but I don't think it was used in that same way in the sense of the Bible description of it. I mean, when you get into that whole definition, I don't I don't see that as a as a uh, assigned role to the army of God type thing, you know, kind of, you know what I mean? Like in the military sense, it, it becomes more, uh, has an, a more of an emotional attachment than, uh, you know, kind of a physical, you know, you know, use force type, you know, <laughs> approach. Because like when you say peacekeepers, you want peacekeepers, they carry guns. <laughs> they still, you know, they still defend borders. <laughs> They're not going, you know, <laughs> let, let me, let me pray for you. Let me do, you know, maybe they are, but I don't know, but <laughs> for majority of them probably aren't. I mean, they're defending, you know, the, the overall arcing world of, you know, trying to keep peace among nations and, and a few other things, you know, in terms of, you know, the uh, trying to right the wrongs of, you know, so I'm going to tell you, I do not see the word peacekeeper in the Bible. Mm -hmm. I have not, I will tell you, I've not done an exhaustive concordance search on it. I see peacemaker, but I don't see yeah. peacekeeper. So. Yeah. And in, in fact, the, the first time this even, this occurred to me was in a sermon. Somebody said, you know, it says blessed are the peacemakers, not blessed are the peacekeepers. And I, it was a whole, it was like a whole world had been open. And I said, oh yeah, I, cause I am 1 million percent a died in the wool peacekeeper, you know, anti-conflict, no, don't want to rock the boat. You've rocked the boat towards me. Well, well, now, now yeah, that, that's so that's where I came from. I, I had to learn that it was okay. Yeah. And, and, you know, in fact, you know, and I may have even told this story before, you know, when I started working at, um, um, at, at, uh, my, you know, software security company, um, my boss had to tell me as a consultant, you need, I want you to push back at least once during the year, every engagement. I want you to, 
like that. I don't care if it's big. I don't care if it's little. But I want you to get in the habit of pushing back because you can. I can just sit there and say yes and oh yeah. There's another way. And if you don't do that, it's okay. But you just have to build the muscle of you know what I hear what you're saying. But let me tell you why that's not going to work. That's a bad idea. And you, you know I've had to like learn you know there's times when you push back once and like like you know the way that i explained to them is hey this isn't a die a a hell i'll die on and then there's some that i'm like yeah i'm like you know what i know we're being a dead horse here but i need to really explain to you that this is a really really bad idea and and here's why and you know you sometimes you know you just have to you just have to get 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 used to that but but like i said i i for a long time we just kind of go with the flow and and just kind of under you know understand and i think I, I really like your analogy because I see the UN peacekeeping or at least in this. So, you know, politics aside, politics aside, like in this, in this, con- the frame of this conversation, the idea of they're there as a deterrent. The peacekeepers are there as a deterrent. The goal is that they don't do anything. Like they're not making peace. They're like, we are here. And if I have to pick this gun off of my shoulder, we're, there's going to be problems. And I like, it's almost like they're changed. So like in, in essence, like, maybe that's some of the the pros and cons of it like on the one hand if they're there hopefully people just they're a deterrent but on the other hand like sometimes they can be a little you know loosey-goosey and not as uh ready to take a stand when maybe they should which you know great analogy for exactly what we're talking about here so yeah and and i think we can come back to that because i think it's i think it's there's some interesting aspects to that that i think play into our real lives Adam, do you have a definition for either peacekeeper or peacemaker or something that you think is intrinsically a part of either of them? Either of them? Um, I don't know if I have a definition for, 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 for either or, but uh, <clears throat> are, are you just asking what my thoughts are on... On... What do you think that what do you think that is entailed in being a peacemaker? What do you think so, is entailed? So, we, so Adam, we have this podcast where we like talk about <laughs> oh, <laughs> gosh. Are we live? <laughs> I'm Adam. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Go ahead, you were saying something. Else? I I think what we're trying to do is I, I think there's a lot of conversation about which one we think is better and how we live these things out. But it's mu- I think it's much easier to get there if we if we're all talking about the same thing, right? Yeah, I I don't think I'm a peacekeeper. I'm a peacemaker. And what does um, that mean when you say that you're a peacemaker? What are the things that you do that you would say make you a peacemaker? Uh, I guess the the. the ability to bring a conversation or discussion or involvement to, to a, a, a base level would probably be my best definition. Yeah. What do you mean uh, by base level though? Like where, where you, we, we can agree to disagree, but or, let's do it. Or agree a, to agree. Right. Or, or agree to agree. Yeah. But, but is or. that more of a peacekeeper or peacemaker? Could be a. I think it's more of a peacemaker because peacekeeper is always one that's not not not. Uh, um, I can't think tonight. Uh, not. Uh, well, well, I I would say a peacekeeper. Uh, a peacekeeper is someone who, my personal definition, would be someone who doesn't doesn't want. Uh, 
is afraid of of varying opinions and dis and thoughts. But but is a peacekeeper really afraid? I don't think they're afraid. Well, I mean, I don't think the UN peacekeepers were afraid to bring back that. I think in a military sense, yeah, maybe not. They might not be afraid. Like, let's let's go more towards like Adam's example of like, you know, where he was saying like, let's agree to disagree. I mean, is that more of a peacekeeper or is that more of a peacemaker? I think that's I think that's a peacemaker. But I think to to the earlier point of the peacekeeper, I think it's to not let things get out of hand. But Right, right, but I think there is some fear. Like you think about, you know, the whole, oh, don't talk about politics, don't talk about money, don't talk about, you know, all these hot buttons. That's not somebody making peace. That's somebody keeping peace because they're afraid. Now, whatever the reason is, because they're afraid. But I mean, we've all been there where, like, you're having a conversation with somebody, and all of a sudden, you know, you start to realize, wow, we're on polar opposites here, and the conversation. Um, maybe escalates a bit and then there's that person there that's like all right no more conversation which by the way was me for a very long time like all right no more con no no more let's change the subject but you know and this is this has been my been been my hot button topic for for quite a while i think this is why we're here as a culture like i think that we we've we've been trying to be keeping the peace when maybe we should have been like hey conflict is okay by the way it's a good thing that it it helps that we have div- we have diverse thoughts but do, do you think a peacemaker helps establish a baseline so conflict doesn't yes over- versus yes. Someone a peacekeeper yeah like I, that at least as I, as I to me to me a peacemaker is a hey let's find similarities let's find differences and let's find our 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 comfort in our differences and the peacekeeper is like no more talking um i'm just going to keep the peace because they're afraid that and again they we whatever are afraid that if too many differences come up it's just going to be like you See, know um I, I think the chaos the- peacekeeper could be and maybe it's just because we've been so ingrained to understand it as a negative term and you know negative term in its nature you know i don't look at it as like if i just look at the definition peacekeeper someone someone who's keeping the peace with the intention has intentionality and focus to making sure that all that are there are all on level playing field now like i look at a maker as someone like someone goes into an environment and finds that one people group or one person is being oppressed versus another people group and one has more dominance than another, that I look as where a peacemaker comes in and says, okay, we're going to level set and we're going to make sure that we in, we become inclusive versus exclusive in establishing, you know, the differences and the likes of people, you know, so they all have a common, you know, connection or have, find a common connection somewhere. To me, the proactive nature of the the for your former example, to me, that's a make another maker example. That somebody's saying, "I'm going to create a baseline instead of like, no, 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 shh, like zip it, you know, hush." Is that Mike Myers? Like zip, zip it, zip it dot com. You must zip it. Yeah, right. Like it's just yeah. So, but isn't that more like? the negative spin on peacekeeper like if we just look at peacekeeper not like in our minds of like clear the definition of like okay what we see as a peacekeeper is we've been known to think of that person as someone who just okay i don't want to rock the boat i don't want things to get messy and really look at it more like okay they're there to help 
leverage and not leverage. They're there to help and support a peacemaker's, you know, kind of proactive, like steps to building in, uh, inclusiveness and, you know, understanding each other's differences on a good level and keeping all of the things that a peacemaker's established to be, you know, ongoing and keep, you know, being maintained like you know uh, that's kind of how i'm, I'm kind of trying to look at it because i i don't want to look at it as a negative because i've always seen the peacekeeper and always like when you get into marriages or you get into friendship relationships it's like oh he's just a peacekeeper he's just trying to establish you know you know he's not trying to establish dominance he's not trying to establish well, I, free france I, but i think i think they're that and i was actually having that i was thinking about that like mo for for a good part of the day is, is peacekeeping necessarily always negative? And I'm not sure that that's true. I think you're right. I think, I think there might be time for like, all right, like no ma no mas, but I, but I think maybe where the verse is coming from is look, there are some times when we have to rock the boat because something's going on. Yeah. You know, and, that, and, that we need to rock the boat kind of thing. And I, yeah, and I do want to set a parameter here. I, I don't think, First of all, I don't think keeping the peace is a bad thing. I don't think peacekeeping is a horrible thing. I just don't. But vacuuming's out, right? But but I think peacemaking is the goal, a. Eh? And I also think um, peacemaking is a goal, or peacekeeping is a goal. Peacemaking is the goal, because peacemaking okay. is longstanding. I'm not looking to keep peace. I'm not look and and that does not mean that I'm looking to start conflict everywhere I go. That's not the same thing, right? But I am looking to. I mean, you guys have known me, right? If I was going to keep the peace, we wouldn't have hard conversations that I've had with you, right? Like that's that's a reality. Like, well, when I look right. at peacemaking, when I look at peacemaking, I, I think there are places where peacekeeping is required. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna use an analogy that I use for work, right? There no. are places, there are places where I'm gonna tell my people that work for me to do something, and I'm and they just have to do it. That is okay. not the ideal long term solution. But I don't think that's a peacemaker role. Oh, no, it's not. But what I'm saying is there are places where that has to happen. My long term solution is to bring you into my vision build camaraderie, build a group goal, focus, priority, whatever, and, and get there. When I look at that, there is the peacekeeping side of that is I, you will do what I say because I need you to do it. The peacemaking oh. side of that is the long-term yeah. solution where yeah. I am helping you build a bridge and we are building a, a, a focus as an organization to do what needs to be done. Yeah, well, that's a perfect example. So peacekeepers are bridge builders. We'll say that. Well, I agree with that. Kind of that. Whereas a peacekeeper is someone who maintains, who and, maintains those bridges, who maintains those connections, who maintains the the but, overall uh, intentionality. Well, of what peacekeeper was trying no, to do. So, no? so I, I, I think that they're maintaining the peace above all else. Like their goal is, it's like the, it's like the, on the days, and maybe you bring it back to kids, right? It's the days when you're like, like peacekeeping with kids is. I have, you know, you, let's say you have a bunch of, I have the ones, but like, let's say I have five kids running around and they're all being loud. There are days when you come out and you're out, you're like, everybody shut the hell up. Like, I don't care what's going on. Just shut the hell up. And I don't, I don't want to, con I don't want any conflict resolution. That's I don't care who's peaceful. right, who's wrong. Just shut up. 
And that's peacekeeping. I just keep the peace. But peacemaking might be all right. Like, I'm going to come and, hey, what's going on? And like to Eric, like to me, maybe the analogy there is peacemaking long-term, peacekeeping, like short-term, like the goal there is peace and everybody be quiet when the goal should be, hey, let's uh, continue a stronger relationship. So the, the peacekeeping goal is a stronger relationship uh, above everything else. And the peace ke- the peacekeeper's goal is I just want it like qu- quote unquote quiet is what at least that, that's what I'm thinking from the, from the definition. But is, but is that, but is that, and an, maybe that's not always a bad thing. Well, that's, true. I mean, I, I find that I think the peacekeeper has a fault. It can't, or can have a fault. I mean, it sounds like that's what you're saying is that the like when you peacemaker can have a fault. No, no, no. The peacekeeper can yeah, have okay. be at that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or come to a fault because they are either working out of you know nothing in the tank to maintain their high level of peace maintainability, or they're you know they're working from you know just a, a personal selfish kind of motive. I mean, it sounds like that's kind of what you're saying when you when you're a peacekeeper. You're sometimes when you're telling the kids to shut up beyond all control. Well, that maybe. Yeah, yeah, but maybe less selfish, but more instant, instant, like in the moment, right? Like you're, you're. It's like the joy happiness thing. I want to be happy right now versus joy is a like long term, like you know. So like, I want peace right now, and that's what's important to me. Everybody, be quiet. Versus like, hey, let's let's build relationship, but let's figure out what's going on. So here, let me give yeah. you the scenario. So we'll, we'll bring it back to kind of where I've seen my wife work in the peacekeeper versus peacemaker role in her job. She works with kids. I, you know, and it sounds like Paul, you deal with the same thing when I, you know, as a guy in general, it's like, shut the F up. I don't want to hear you anymore. Your crying is driving me nuts. Type You've thing. only got one kid. Yeah. They never make that much noise. <laughs> well, true. But, or you, you have a bunch <laughs> of boys. And he's plays video games. When you have babies, they are very much like mm. the they're infants. They they don't know any better. They don't have like all the skills that we all have as adults and being able to understand how to work in their environment. So when they're making noises or they're crying or they're spitting up or they're doing whatever, they're just doing it out of, you know, their environment. So there's two approaches that can be very much applied, both both a peacekeeper and a peacemaker, because in essence as a teacher, you're trying to nurture, you're trying to support, you're trying to um, keep, you know, everybody on the same page and everybody on the same level. But at the same time, you know, you're also trying to encourage, you're trying to, you know, grow whatever, you know, needs to be grown in, you know, that relationship with that child or whatever. You know, I look at, that example and say, okay, well, where's like, there's no delineation between, I mean, we have the two words to delineate them both, but I don't see like one, like, you know, happening. And then the other one just, you know, come and play. I think well, they're harmonious. Well, so. well I, th- I, I mean, I would say, I would say that there are days when all you can do in the classroom is keep the peace and just peacekeeping. Like, look, I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to do a, you know, lesson here. Just y'all be quiet. But I, I think in a perfect world, which we don't live in, but you know, in a perfect world, like every, like whenever somebody was disruptive or something happened, you would, you would be like, Hey, let me explain why that's wrong. And Hey, like, like Eric was saying, like, you know, 
it, 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 like you were talking about your the people that you you that work for you, and I was just thinking teenager. Like it's the same thing with a teenager. There are days when you're like, do this. Why? Because I told you to do it. Don't don't. And then there are days when you're like, do this. Why? Because it's good for you. Because and you can have, really have that mentoring yeah, conversation. Here's the long term reasons for that, right? Whereas other days, there's like, I just need you to do it right now. Like you know, it's that whole you know when they're walking across the street. And there's a car coming, you don't, you, you know, there are times for the, you know, uh, get out of the way and they just get out of the way. And there are times for the get out of the way. Oh, why? Why do I have to get out of the way? Should I get out of the way? Is that a good so, idea? Like, let, you know, let's bring this to an Adam example, because I know this is probably very pertinent and, and real to you right now. Adam's got his luge. It's in play. It's been working for a while. My experience when I went over there Saturday night to hang out and was taking in all of the effects Adam had very much a lot of teenagers around and younger kids. What's your MO, Adam, in terms of the rules and the established, you know, requirements for using the luge? Close your eyes and good luck. Oh, no, more just kidding. Please. You, were, you were rattling off like 15 so, things to these oh, kids. Adam, yeah. can you first describe the luge, the, um, the, the, uh, <laughs> it, a, it is slide a at your house. World great event Most that everyone should experience. <laughs> It is, it, is, from- it is 14 seconds of 24 miles an hour thrills. Wow. How, um, how, far, how, how long is it? 300. I'm at him. 300 feet? Nice. Wow. 200. In his backyard, and people come. Yeah. So, there were, so to, answer, to answer Eric's so question, rules? The, the rules were anyone under 18 needs a helmet, adult has to be positioned at the top, and someone positioned at the bottom. And uh, no double riding, no face first riding. Lean, sit down on your butt. Lean back. Don't take your hands and arms outside the ride. <laughs> okay, so he's got to establish. So in that example, is that more peacemaker or poor peacekeeper? I don't know that it has anything to do with peace. I think yeah, it does. you're not. You're because not. You're oh, all right, let's let's turn it though. It's so, more to so do with liability. I think, but I think <laughs> where you're coming from is let's say. Let's say a kid says, "Hey Adam, I want to ride your luge, but I'm not following any of your rules." Sure. Like I think, I think you go, I think you say, "The goal is peacemaking." Well, let me explain to you why this is good. But at some point, if they're completely crazy and they just keep saying no, you just say, "Well, you know what? Like you're just not going to ride it. Like you know, yeah, it's so not like you're going to have a long conversation." Right. And but so peace. So to me, peacekeeping would be, it would either be letting them ride the ride regardless or it would or maybe it would be just saying you know those are the rules you know uh you know you get what you get you don't get upset kind of thing maybe yeah. maybe would be the 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 analogy there but right. but i think the peacemaking area would be look man this is this is for you know for your own good um i don't want anybody getting hurt in my in my backyard it's a big deal please put the helmet on kind of thing so. But yet, you know, I want you to have fun and enjoy, you know, so right. peacemakers are wanting to keep, you know, all of those elements together. But at the same time, I don't think a peacemaker can do it alone, meaning that they're, they're you know, they can establish all of those rules. But in essence, you're going to slide or your, in essence, natural spin is going to be peacekeeper. Would you agree that, you know, because you're trying to keep everybody safe, you're trying to follow this, you know, no, I think that's peace. I think, I still think, that, I think peacekeeping would be my goal is peace. I just want like, 
I just want quiet. So like, I just either you just let them go and say, you know what, I, whatever they do is fine. And I'm just going to keep the peace yeah. by not having conflict. And then, or I, I, it would be the, the other way. I think we're wrapped okay. around the fact that peacekeeping is enforcement. And I don't, I think that that's a very small subset of what peacekeeping right. is in our day-to-day life. Now we are not UN peacekeepers, right? But even they, like, what they're trying to, when, when you look at a peacekeeper sp- scattered around the world trying to enforce peace, there's a reason for that. They're in a place where there wasn't peace, yeah. right? And they're there trying to create a space, and this is what I was going to talk about earlier, where the peacemakers above them can work out a lasting peace. The peacekeepers are not a lasting peace. If right. they're not but there the, one day, yeah, the right. violence will break out again. Yeah. So using that example, those makers, they don't stay there. Maintain, they're not maintaining. They are just establishing and then going forth and going they're ahead. They're working on the long-term solution. They're not working on the on the short, and, and, whatever. And, and, and so I think that that's really a difference. And when we talk about it from a biblical point of view, you know, I, I don't know that we ever really got a good definition of a peacemaker. And I don't know that we have one, except one, right? I would say there's there's a few characteristics that are pretty important. I think a peacemaker is not just arbitrarily looking for a fight. Like, I think there's a portion of peacemaking that is allowing the messy. Well, can, can we agree that a peacemaker never is about the fight? No, because yeah. I've had very passionate conversations about had truth. Not fights. No, not I fights. Mean, there are people that I were talking to that probably thought it was a fight. Like, and sometimes okay. I have conversations but, that are not even related to somebody that start a fight. Like I, I've had conversations where I'm like, so this is what I'm doing. And somebody really got aggravated that I was doing it that way and not the way that they thought I should have. Right. And, okay, and that wasn't me looking for a fight, but I, I think, I, I don't think a peacemaker is looking for a fight, but I also don't think they're shying away from having a hard conversation. Does that make sense? And sometimes those hard conversations will feel like a fight to somebody in the conversation. Does that make sense? And is that fight is that fight in that conversation because of passion from the peacemaker or no? Eh, I think that passion is because we don't like it when people tell us our stuff isn't good. No, true. But I'm what I'm trying to get back is is the peace does a peacemaker person or that role or that the descriptor that we're trying to build is passion part of that. If it's not, then it makes peacemaker, at least in my mind, different. Well, I think you're adding to to me. I don't know that passion is a feeling thing. And I don't know that feeling it's to me, it wouldn't the, 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 let's say the, the purest form of peacemaking wouldn't be a strictly a feeling thing. It would be like a, Hey, look, there, there's an issue here. Like if, you know, if Eric had to come to me and be like, Hey man, you're doing this, this is totally wrong. Like it, it wouldn't be a, you know, it would be an objective. Hey, this is wrong thing. It wouldn't be like a, you know, Hey, hey you did this to me thing. Right? Yeah, as a peacemaker, a, I probably wouldn't walk up to him, slap him in the head and say demons out. That's just Although, that might work though. Like yeah, I, I give you full authority to do that. That'd be way that'd be way easier than like yeah. holy water, holy so, water. Funny story. The other day, oh, no. I like 
I don't why I don't remember why I did it, but I like slapped one of my kids on the head and said "demons out," and my wife was like mortified. I'm like, it was completely a joke. <laughs> well, it's, it's not like a '62 Merlot. I mean, <laughs> it's just like Kimmy Newine. Uh, but guy, crazy guy. But yeah. I will say this: I feel like peacekeepers. So I'm going to list a couple because we. I, I want to anchor this conversation a little mm-hmm. bit because I, I think it can go a hundred different places. I think peacemakers are active. I do not think they're passive. I think when you're peacemaking, you are very intentionally doing things to bring peace and you're, you're speaking into or interacting with situations, not because you're afraid of the messy, like often the peacemaking that I've experienced has been in a messy situation, somebody coming in and speaking truth for long-term peace, not for peace of that specific situation. Does that make sense? Because some of the situations that I've had that conversation with are in, and, and those are people talking to me about it. were very messy. Like, you know, when, when our youth group blew up, Ed didn't, pretend it wasn't happening right he came in and as a peacemaker he spoke truth and he spoke truth that has that was not just for that circumstance he spoke truth that was good for that i've honestly been using for decades now true but i think he also had very much that like i I don't want like i'm i'm probably going to defend more at least in this conversation really peacekeeping part well, why not? I got to be the, you know, the red herring in all of this. Um, <laughs> like, that, that keeper part, like, I, I feel like we've been kind of talking about it, but I feel like we talk about it as it has a fault and it has a negative connotation to it. And I don't think it does. Like, I think, like, I very firmly believe in that using your example of the youth group piece of it without diving into the details and getting into the nuts and bolts of it. There were very much both two clear sides that Ed defended both from a peacekeeping standpoint and a peacemaker standpoint. I mean, he was very clear in the delivery of trying to establish a foundation around it. But then when the bull in the China closet parents decided to do a B or C or bring up points or try to sway the conversation in a whatever direction, you know, and that was a long time ago. I couldn't even, I'd have to dive back in the databanks, but there was obviously an established, you know, stance that he was taking as a peacekeeper to try to make sure that nothing was going to i I don't feel like an enforcer is always a peacekeeper though but i do i do agree that there is there is a portion of i mean i get what you're saying and and i think that what you keep talking about when you say peacekeeper is there's a level of enforcement when we talk about adam's Slide. I'm not saying enforcement. I'm just saying est- like established rules made by the maker to make sure that they keep what he's developed or he or she has de- you know built. Meaning, when you're a peacemaker, you're establishing those rules. You're establishing the foundations for all of that to f- for everybody to work in that framework. The peacekeeper's job is to make sure that those frameworks that have been built don't get violated. Right? Yeah. I, I sort of understand what you're saying, and I, I will, I'm going to come back to the peacekeeper side of this, because I feel like there are 
some aspects there, and we've kind of hit some of them, but I think there's some aspects there that are that are not horrible, that are not bad, but I feel like more often when we see them in our lives, they are out of balance. So it's one thing when you talk about, well, I mean, let's come back to that, because I want to talk about a couple other aspects of a peacemaker that I really think are important. I think peacemakers are active. They are trying to do something. And we talked about that. They're intentional in trying to be grow peace yeah. wherever they are. Right. They're, they're intentionally indifferent, meaning that, you know, sometimes their changes can impact you in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable because you brought that up. Well, well, yeah, I think the difference is a peacemaker will talk to you about things that are uncomfortable, but with, with the long-term with a long-term vision in mind. It's not it's not about just make, trying to make you uncomfortable. But you're right. Like, sometimes when we have to grow or change, that's uncomfortable. Like, yeah, and, and that's right. not just in, in church. That's not just in our lives. That's, like, in business, too. Like, I remember... It's everywhere. It's everywhere so, when I worked for yeah. Techly the first time, there were days when I drove home in tears because Tony was trying to get me to do something that I did not do naturally. And it was just wicked hard. And I didn't know how to do it. And it frustrated the heck out of me. Right? So whenever we are trying to achieve something, whenever we're stretching ourselves, whenever we're being stretched, that's uncomfortable. Sure. Do we think, though, so you kind of touched a point that's kind of just triggering, and, I, and I'm sorry I'm taking these small little rabbit holes, these rabbit trails, but, like, I, I think... That is kind because of the point of the podcast, just so we're clear. Well... It's true. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we can go in circles too and chase our tails, whatever you know your preference is. I guess that that'd be more the peacekeeper route. But um, the I won't let that happen. <laughs> I, I, you know, in using the examples, like so, I think in the business world and in the uncomfortableness and stuff like that, I, I'm trying to be a little bit more broader and, and generalized than per se just like you know whether it's your spiritual life or whatever. Because I think all of those components and depending on what environment you're in. There's a different kind of, um, I don't want to say unspoken rule set of peacemaker and peacekeeper in, you know, church life versus business versus, you know, friendships and stuff like that. I mean, a lot of them have crossover and a lot of them have overlap, but there's not like, I don't think there's like a, Hey, this is the five rules that make you a peacekeeper. And this is what you have to do in order to be a peacekeeper. Or, and I don't want to establish that either because I don't think these two terms are they would diminish both of them in a way and i understand you know peacemaker and we already kind of refrained that earlier about peacekeeper not being established in the bible versus peacemaker but i think you know the the term would be interesting more to flush out more on that side than on the peacemaker side because we all know what peacemakers are i mean we've we keep going back to that about how the, that's the positive side and i feel like every time we talk about peacemaker we're talking about the positivity side of things and what they bring and how they do this stuff but then we look at the peacekeeper side and we're like oh it's just like it has at least my assumptions and what i'm hearing is that it's a negative 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 like they're just there to keep status quo they're there not to rock the boat they're there not to do whatever but i think there's some value in trying to understand maybe there's a different approach to that instead of what we've you know made it in society it makes sense yeah and and i understand what you're saying and and i think i i don't i don't think i disagree with you completely like sure. 
I think there is to come back to UN peacekeepers, right? I think there's a need for peace to be established before a long-term solution can be found. And and to bring it like bring it back to life for a second. Like when I'm having a fight with my wife because she's either peacemaking with me or I'm peacemaking with her and the conversation didn't go as well as we wanted it to. I might be a little peacekeeper-ish for a little bit and not fight about other stuff that's less important to me. Does that make sense? Like sometimes we slide into peacekeeper mode because we need to recover so we can actually be a peacemaker. Does that make sense? Yeah, and that mode can be the negative where Paul was kind of touching upon a little bit where you just, you're like, yes, honey, the happy wife, happy life, you know, negativity side of peacekeeping and, you know, dealing all of that. But I think on a healthy side of the peacekeeping thing, that communication of like, well, hey, I understand you have a difference of opinion and we need to obviously spend more time, you know, processing that and absorbing that. But let's be in the in the peacekeeping mind with each other of, you know, being supportive of what we set out forth at the very beginning when we established our peacemaking, you know, approach. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. It okay. Does. Um, I also think that a good peacemaker, they know, they're pretty confident in what they think is right. You know, and in, in church stuff or in, in our walk with God, not even church stuff, in our walk with God, there's a pretty clear set of guidelines in the Bible on a lot of stuff. It's not on everything, right? But there's some pretty clear guidelines. And so if you're peacemaking from a spiritual point of view, even from a relational point of view, there's a lot of that stuff in the Bible. And you can, you have to be pretty comfortable with with truth, right? For that to be and I also think that a valuable part of peacemaking is coming to a truth. So coming to the truth that you guys agree, that the people that are in the peacemaking process agree on. You so know, one of the things that I learned um, by doing philosophy with Grace and Ben is the person who defines the terms defines a lot, almost everything that has to do with the conversation. So coming to understandable terms in peacemaking is very important. Like that you're talking about the same thing, that you're basing it on the same thing. Like that bridge building portion of that is pretty important. And and having absolute truth helps. But if it's not absolute truth, like if it's something that you guys have to agree on from an opinion point of view, that's pretty important. That's a pretty important step. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. So wait. Go ahead, Paul. Go ahead, Paul. It does, though. I would say that, um, and maybe, maybe we, maybe we uh, uh, pin this for the conflict resolution. I feel like there's less things in, set in stone in the Bible than we may think, um, and I mean, I guess it, it it depends. Like, if you're having a conversation with somebody and the other person doesn't really believe in God and you, and your answer is the Bible says it's kind of hard to like, you know, ha- have that though. In, but, but internally, and I think this is one of those things that like 
man, like there's some truth, obviously, like that's not a, like, I'm not here to say that there isn't, there are so many truths, but I think from a life day-to-day perspective, it just, I guess it's how you read it. Like there's a lot of interpretation that is done. A lot of it depends on the, on the, on the, the version and the such. So um, I think that'll be some fun fodder in the future to have some conversations with. But I, I think I agree with the, the person, like you need to find the terms and set the terms and find out what you're talking about and, and what, you know, what, um, just, just kind of where that is and where that goes, I think. So, so. here's, here, here's an, uh, I want to get your spin on this because I, I'm, I think I look at this a little differently. So if we're, if we're doing a kind of, uh, faith religious kind of focus as an example if I, we take the story in the bible where jesus goes into the temple and flips tables and overturns stuff and basically turns the whole religious you know organization on its ear because of all the crap they turn you know the temple into and so forth and so on which one of those is jesus oh or he's a- both i mean well he's not keeping the peace well, uh, certainly, he's is is he being a piece? Of, uh, I, well, I, is he? I, I, honestly, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's either peacekeeping other ever. Yeah, <laughs> but and I don't even think he's making peace. I think he's. It's a holy anger, like this. You've done this to my house and against the yeah. folks that you know. So is he right. making? You've done this to my house and you've prayed on the people that were coming to worship my father. Well, so, but how, how is that? So I guess he, so is he people? making, is he making peace then for the, for is the he, people that would, are, would, would be coming into the temple then? Is that the, is that how you, you view or, that? Or, or is, is this completely out of the whole making peace? Um, keep, well, I, keeping peace. I feel it like kind of, kind of parallels that a little bit in terms of examples. I mean, in essence, he was establishing the dominance of what, the rules that were set forth in, you know, the old Testament and so forth and so on in terms of the temple. And, you know, that to me looks like a, a peacekeeping approach, but at the same time, the peacemaker side of things using Eric's example, I mean, there are, you know, the UN example, you know, that's a military force that, that, they, that's a established group uh, with weapons that, you know, are keeping uh, rules that have been established by a, a group to, you know, you know, make sure that, you know, one country doesn't have more power than another country or, you know, one group doesn't get more oppressed than the other. I mean, it's similar kind of in the, you know, the sense of both of those examples. Uh, but, you know, like I look at that and, and uh, from my point of view, I'd say, yes, it's both because, you know, he is establishing the you know all of the established you know rules and you know things that he established in the old testament but at the same time he's also very much being a peacemaker with the intentionality of saying hey we need to clean house we need to establish something back to what it should be because we you know it's not what it you know it's not establishing equal equality between you know those that want to come to worship at my you know at my temple and so forth and so on I think the only rule or the only baseline that a peacekeeper sets is I just want peace. Like I, like I said, I think the goal of the UN and maybe that maybe this isn't, hasn't been a great example. It seems like it fits, but like uh, I'm, I'm wondering if maybe there's a better analogy, but like, I feel like the goal of the UN, the peacekeeping is the peace UN peacekeepers is I just want there to be no 
violence. I want there to be no conflict at all. And that's exactly to me what a peacekeeper does. And to Eric's point, I don't think, man, I think Jesus, if Jesus had nothing else but come in and say, and, and as a, as a, as a, peacemaker but not in the way at all that anybody thought he was going to be oh, oh right yeah I mean, yeah i wouldn't take away anything from that but i i think you know in those two words or two definitions of those words you know where does that kind yeah. of fit into the whole mix of it yeah but but i mean i think just to go back to your point because i feel i do feel like you're kind of pushing against the whole like one's positive one's negative i do think that they're like and like saying saying that keeping peace is not always negative i i agree like i'm certainly you know, the more we talk about it, the more I'm wondering if I think there's just times when like either because that's all you can do or because that's all the situation calls for or because there's you just can't like there's no time to do any more than just make like this isn't a good making peace time. It's just like, hey, everybody like, you know, you know, time out kind of thing. Like, I think there's time. But like, you know, as you're bringing up baselines and stuff, I don't think any of that like baselines and setting the you know uh cornerstone or whatever that is like to me that's all peacemaker stuff the peacekeeper is you know just well, kind of a here a, here's not to throw a monkey wrench in the system yeah. i was just kind of doing a quick spin up on what nato defined as their peacekeeping versus peacemaking so this is their definition it says peacekeeping is is defined as a military unit which stands between two opposing armies to enforce peace while peacemaking is an active military operation to achieving peace meaning one is trying to get to the end result of peace one is um we are the de facto standard to keep the you know both armies that are at odds you know at peace nobody sees the irony in a military force working yeah, true right which is kind of <laughs> ironic yeah, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's their definition and it's kind of funny because it's like we we were using nato as an example in the peacekeeping and peacemaking but that's ultimately how they that there's that's, that's exactly what they said yeah that yeah that's exactly the definition it's, yeah it's not what we're is, talking in the, the you know in our yeah. sense of what we think peacekeepers mm -hmm. and peacemakers are because it's not what nato wants to do <laughs> yeah so yeah, and I, I think one important aspect of, that I didn't get to on the peacemaker side is actually patience, right? I, and I think that patience plays out in a couple different ways. In places where God has used me to be a peacemaker, I had to go in knowing that even though I saw something that needed to be changed, and I was going to bring it up and start the conversation it wasn't my job to make it change. Mm. Does that mm. make sense? And I didn't, mm. I, I couldn't really put a timeline on it mm -hmm. because sometimes peacemaking takes a lot more layers than we want it to. Mm -hmm. There's more, well, it's more complex, yeah. right? Especially when it comes to human relationship stuff. Yeah. The there's, a, there's a lot of stuff yeah. that has to be done and undone in order for those relationships to do well. Yeah. Well, and, well, and to that end, you know, one of the things that I was really surprised about, and maybe this is partly why when I first heard the, the definition and the, you know, comparing one to the other, it was such a surprise is because I never saw conflict resolution as anything more than conflict. And I never, 
like it, it never I, I never was able to see the light at the end of the tunnel and go, oh, wait a minute. There could be peace at the end of this. Like it's not just conflict for conflict's sake or not just conflict. Like like at some point, you know, even if you even if people agree to disagree, there'll be an agreement of and things won't, you know, there won't be chaos. They won't, it won't escalate and escalate and escalate and escalate. Cause you know, in, in my house, that's all, that's all happened. Escalate, 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 say things you don't mean. Everybody goes away. Everybody comes back. And then you just kind of start from zero and you feel bad. And so there's never, there was never any like, Hey, let's keep talking about this. Right. And let's resolve in that. So I never saw that. Oh, wait a minute. There's peace at the end of this. That's well, crazy. You're, you're like, applying NATO's rules. That's the problem. <laughs> That's right. We were just like, nuke him. <laughs> so here's one thing that kind of stands out to me when I, I posted kind of some attributes earlier in our chat. And one of the things that from the peacemaker definitions that I saw, that, and these were biblical references, the one big thing that stood out to me that we didn't really touch upon, but I think is very almost a requirement or core requirement is uh -huh. that peacemakers understand repentance. Repentance. I mean, so back to your point, Paul, about having the conflict the conflict isn't the end all be all result it's the fact that those that are peacemakers understand that either they have to repent or that repentance is going to come from the you know both parties or one party or you know there'll be a, a common ground between both and i mean that's a critical key at least either way i see it because you know otherwise I can be dead right and you could be dead right and neither of us are going to be, you know, able to live, you know, <laughs> for the future because we're just so, you know, stuck in this, you know, place of like, you know, I, it's my side, you know, it's my way or the highways kind of, you know, kind of thing pops in my head. And, you know, I think that's important, a, a key important, at least in, in terms of the, the definition where, you know, I never like I don't see that as a peacekeeper. You know that I guess that would be the clarification. Yeah, the peacekeeper like, doesn't care if there's repentance; they just care that there's peace. They just right? they have they want to make sure that yeah. everything's established, that there's no nothing's going to get worse than where it is at. Right. They they want to make sure that their minimum, that at the end of the day, yeah. when the road meets the road, we've still established whatever rules or guidelines that you know we set forth by the peacemakers. You know, at that time is is enforced. So do you guys have any examples of places where you've been a peacemaker or a peacekeeper? Every day. <laughs> Which one? How about Adam? Adam, do you have, uh, do you have any ex examples that you've been a peacemaker at work or at home or in on the luge? Or in a car or a bus <laughs> or a train? He's, he's generating terror on the luge. Oh, you could... <laughs> I mean, you can get, you can bring it down to even our kids. Like, mm. don't, don't beat each other. Talk nice things to each other. Hey, why do you have to get so angry? Why are you bursting out at her when you could have just easily spoken kindly to her and the conversation wouldn't have erupted to you two beating on each other? Mm. And, so, oh, by the way, go make it right when you did that. Oh yeah. yeah, like that's. I mean, that's really like. Sorry, really, sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> sorry, and here's twenty percent more. Right? Yeah. I did. I said it. That, isn't that how you operate as a youth, Eric? Because that's remember I, all the fights that I would get involved with between you and Nathan. It's like, I'll give you 20 percent more hits. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Don't Actually, get in the way of that one. 
it's really funny because I'm just I'm in the middle of doing a study on um, numbers and Leviticus, oh, two riveting books of the Bible. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> and written in but, but it's a lot about rules, right? And one of the rules yeah. is if you if you deal falsely with somebody, go pay them back plus twenty percent. Like he gave a guideline for making it right, you know, and, and like that's, I think there's an aspect to that. That's really valuable in peacemaking. Yeah. True. To come back yeah, to what Adam was saying about, especially about siblings. Yeah. In terms of Adam's example. Yeah. I think hundred percent that that applies, but I think in the terms of when numbers and all of that was going through is the society was a bunch of idiots and they, they just wanted to set rules to be able to understand how not to, uh, you know, when do I get to stone somebody or when do I not? You know, yeah, but really are we less idiot? I mean, no, but yeah, I drew, I get it. Yeah. I understand. I mean, just cause we can <laughs> ask anybody on YouTube what we should think that doesn't make us more intelligent. Like <laughs> I, I, I feel, I feel like, Least of all the people on YouTube. We still need to find ways. Heck, we probably need to find more, better ways to interact because we don't have to interact much. Like one of the things I've noticed <laughs> as a youth yeah, leader like, is that we have an entire generation of kids that don't actually like interacting with anybody else. They spent two or three years at home and they don't really know how to interact with each other anymore. There's a reality the to that. Huh? That's the Gen X generation. What are you talking about? We were very interactive, and maybe not <laughs> all of not all of Gen X. And I and don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm not talking about introvert versus extrovert. I'm not talking oh, no. about preferring a small group of friends to a large group of friends. I'm talking about people who have genuine anxiety from being around other people. Now they don't have a, a co the coping mechanisms that go along with that. It's kind of crazy. And and be, and because they haven't practiced, there are things that they don't know about interacting with people. You know, it's not the same as the video games. But so, all right, that's another topic for another day because we can go to that rabbit hole because I've got a couple of things around that because I don't think that's <laughs> generational. I think that's just global because I could cite a few examples in that sense. And maybe that's a topic we talk about. Well, no, I agree. I, I was going to say something similar where I think to me it's less a generation. I mean, maybe yeah. some of that's there, but it's also just the internet as a whole. Like, you know, yeah. um, did we come up either it was on this podcast or somewhere else, I, you know, when you say something to somebody that's mean and their face changes, that's different than somebody commenting on a post and being, being able to, you know, um, just be able to like say whatever you want. And, and there's Facebook where they know you. And then there's the anonymous stuff where people just post whatever they want just to be like horrendous or troll people. And it's just like, it, it's crazy, and and maybe maybe some of that's a generational where they they're used to more, um, they're used to more uh, interacting online. But I still think that there's some uh, there's some some of the older generation have found the freedom of um, of some of that as well. I've seen like Facebook posts, like people like, hey, I, I had a great time X Y and Z, and then you know people are just why did you go you know, there? You shouldn't yeah, have gone to the beach. Exactly. You should have uh, just, gone to the mountains instead. Yeah. I just don't understand sometimes why, you know. I do, uh, yeah. So, 
that's a topic. Somebody jot this down, please, because we do this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> write this topic somewhere in a Google Doc. <laughs> please write into feedback at forefathers.com and tell us what this topic is. So we remember. I think that topic so, could be very interesting to talk about because. It, so, what's it, the topic in particular? Like Eric pointed out, what was your saying of the, the lacking? Um, the lacking, lacking of social graces due to COVID yeah, and the internet. Yeah. Or just, I, yeah. We can flesh that one out. But while we're on our phones, yeah, in the bathroom. <laughs> um, yeah, so we should put some wrap around this because you know we're, yeah, we can. You know. I, I, I will say, you know, one of the things we didn't really get to is, or maybe we hinted at it when we talk about peacemaking versus peacekeeping. I feel like Jesus was pretty clear that he wants us to be peacemakers. He wants us to be intentional. He wants yep. us. He wants us to be working towards long-term peace, not just maintaining the peace. That well, doesn't every- mean that there aren't seasons where we do peacekeeping or aren't yep. things that we do peacekeeping about, right? But it's not one or the other. But it's not the default. The default yep. is – I actually disagree with you, Fife. I think it is one or the oh. other. I think it's a much smaller percentage peacekeeping than it is peacemaking. Right. Okay. And, I, and I think the peacekeeping, we have to be careful that we're not peacekeeping out of convenience. If we're peacekeeping, it's a strategic thing. It's a well, it's an intent. It's just as intentional as peacemaking. Right. And I would say the same thing for peacemaking, too, because I know some individuals that are very much, you know, that is their MO and they will do that till the end of the, you know, where I don't feel like that. That's, you know, that in the moment. You know, and again, maybe back to your point about, you know, you're ruffling my feathers and, you know, there's repentance needed there. But, um, you know, I, I find that there are, are you some saying that I'm stuff. peacemaking on you. Is that what you're saying? Did I finger point? No, I didn't finger point. I did. My hands are in my pockets at the moment. Um, <laughs> All yeah, four so, fingers, actually. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just my ring finger. Yeah, whatever. Um, uh, the. Um, Dude, like I really want to flush this out more. I don't know where we would go with it, but I think it's 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 got some value and some teeth behind it, and where we would go with that. I like I think we should break down just one or the one or the other one for like one time and just really get into the nits, nuts and bolts of this thing because like I mean there is some important meat there on the bone that I think we're leaving. Okay, well we can definitely have that conversation. We just started a series on this, right? So I'm sure I'm honestly on a positive note too. I think this will continue to come up as we're going through this conversation. Yeah. Agreed. So. Conflict. That's what it's all about, right? <laughs> yeah. And maybe in fact, this might be one of those areas where putting it into practice clarifies the um, actual de- definitions. Right. So that we can, you know, it's like, so, like we are, you know, sometimes easier to give an example or actually put it into practice than to like try to just, define the, the terms over yeah. and over again. So. The theoretical yeah. conversation is not as useful as the practical. Example. Right, right, no. yeah. yeah. Let's get our ducks in a row and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> how many more definitions do I need to Because I know at least when you started this out, you would, you'd hit upon at least three or four of them and I didn't write them down and I was going to reward you and because I was so proud that you actually used all those consulting you know, terminologies. <laughs> and uh, I just forgot what the heck they are. Oh, man. The word escapes me what they're called. But anyway. Um, anyway, sorry. I just went in a rabbit hole. Move it's all along. about synergy, baby. <laughs> Connecting. 
grouping. Um, so I think it's time to wrap up. We've been recording yep. for a long time, and and I know that you got your time is valuable, guys. So so let's do this. Uh, we've thank you again. It's been a blast having this conversation, and hopefully you guys get as much out of it as we have. Um, we always appreciate hearing from you. So come be part of their chat afterwards on our Discord server. Or you can always send us an email at feedback at forefatherspodcast.com. And we'll make sure to share it on the next episode. You can also always check our website, forefatherspodcast.com, to see all of our latest swag and other for our latest shows and our forefather stuff. And and like I said, if you if you like the show, make sure you like it on Spotify or iTunes or your podcast listener of choice. Um, and thanks so much for listening. It's been a great night. We'll uh, we'll talk to talking in a couple in the next episode, a couple weeks. Oh, and thanks for listening to the Forefathers Podcast, where we talk about faith, fatherhood, and other f words. If you want to learn more, head over to our website at the number four fatherspodcast.com. If you'd like to help our show, make sure you give us a review on iTunes or in the podcast app of your choice. Those reviews help others find our show. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send those to feedback at forefatherspodcast.com.